Dr. G was saved by Miriam. Miriam, hello. What's good? How you feeling? Great. How are you? Uh, listen, I'm doing great. No complaints. That's good. Can you hear us well? I can hear you. Let me just pop on in here. Oh, there we go. There's her face. <laughs> so we know that you're you're recording or shooting right now. So I know you don't. Your time is limited. Um, so good. I want, I want to jump right into reading your bio and then um, continuing our discussion about the cultural arts and and coping techniques. Okay, you just say, Dr. G. We were just asking Dr. G about her her dance form and coping, and then I'm like, oh, wait a second, Miriam's on. So, can I address you as Miriam or Robin Hood? Which would you prefer? Doesn't matter to me, sis, as long as you're addressing me with respect. <laughs> and it's always respect, always. So, I am going to read um, Miriam's bio, and then we will get into a quick discussion with her. Miriam A. Hyman, aka Robin Hood. Philly native, is a classically trained actress and a hip-hop recording artist. She's a recipient of the Princess Grace Award and Leonor Amberg Fellowship for Performing Arts and a Yale School of Drama graduate, MFA, <laughs> off-Broadway theater credits, Richard II, Public Theater, Shakespeare, and the Park NYC radio broadcast, opposite Andre Holland, the world premiere of Tim Blake, Nelson's um, Socrates, in which she played opposite Michael Starberg, Starberg and Richard <laughs> III opposite Ron Cephas Jones, also the public theater. She starred in Three Musketeers, Classical Theater of Harlem, All Deco, Best Actress nominee, Tempest. Now, Miriam, is this La Mama or La Mama? It's like La Mama. La, La Mama. Mama. Okay, I like to put accents on things. La I Mama. <laughs> opposite of the late Reg Kathy, La Mama, and Piano Lesson MacArthur, uh, MacArthur Theater. Her yeah. films include The Sun is Also a Star, MGM Warner Brothers, The Laundromat, Netflix, Britney Runs, a Marathon, Amazon Studios, Angel, HBO, Most Beautiful Island, Best Movie Winner, slash SXSW, and The Congresswoman. TV credits are next, um, TV credits next up, she will be returning as Dre for season four on the highly anticipated Showtime series, The Shy, created by Emmy winner Lena Waithe. She was also the medical examiner, Dr. Emily Cooper on CBS's Blue Bloods for three seasons. Um, Grey's Anatomy, The Rookie, NCIS, Blind Spot, High Maintenance, The OA Part 2, Orange is the New Black, Smilf, Old Moms Out, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Master of None, Red Oaks, Unforgivable, Fallen Water, Blacklist, Hostages, 30 Rock, Law and Order, Conviction, <laughs> and The Wire. Those are all TV credits. So many things. Yeah. Um, lastly, Hyman is a voiceover artist for video games such as The Walking Dead, Michonne, Telltale, and Steve Universe's Unleash the Light, Apple Arcade Games. She was also a feature voice for Steven Universe's um, future um, Cartoon Network as the role of Bismuth. And Dr. G checked me on what Bismuth is as her son, she says, loves um, that character. <laughs> As a hip-hop lyricist, her latest music project is an EP entitled Alter Ego, 
her fifth independent project to date. Prior projects include two mixtapes, Journey of an MC, and Sweet 16, and two EPs, Truth Teller and For Hire. She also writes the hip-hop lyrics for former Yale grad classmate Lupita Young. And in 2019, was a featured writer on the song Melanin by Grammy winner Sierra alongside Esther Dean, City Girls, and the shy castmate Lala Anthony. Hood Hyman was also a featured artist on the latest album, There Existed an, addic an, an Addiction to Blood by Music Band um, Clipping with Tony and Grammy winner David Diggs as lead member. Her most recent collaboration, Fire in the Streets, is with music producer Junius Burvine and Grammy Oscar winner Common. It was released on January 31st, 2021, is now available on all music platforms. Yeah, you got it all in there. Yeah, I get it all in I feel like I got tongue tied. You got it all in there. That's what's up. <laughs> all right. So I want to jump right into discussion with you, Robin Hood. Um, we love your song, Black Power. We opened with it. We also love your song, Brother George. We're going to close with Brother George. Um, I also love your album, Alter Ego. Thank you. It is on my playlist. Thank um, you. But Brother George and Black Power yeah. speak directly to police brutality, systemic racism, and social injustice, just to name a few, that the Black and Brown community has experienced for years. Um, in addition to those inequalities, health and equity is an added stressor that we experience on a regular basis, but most recently while going through the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, we appreciate you as an artist utilizing your platforms to speak directly to the community, raising awareness, and expressing your feelings um, about these things. So how important do you feel it is as an actress and an artist to continue to use your platform to let the community know you to identify with the disparities BIPOC individuals experience and how has your artistic expression and creative mind helped you with healthy coping? Yeah, I mean, I think it's extremely important to answer your first question. Um, I am a person of the community that I speak of. And so I think it's extremely imperative that I speak the truth, you know, of what the current situation is. I like to call it being hot, you know, honest, open and truthful. And I think that my music reflects that, you know. Um, and so unfortunately, that's just where we are. I think that that there that the system is beginning to see some change. But I think we have a very, very far way to go. Um, but I think it behooves me as an artist to utilize my platform to speak up and to speak out to people and to let other individuals know, listen, you are not alone. You know, I have dealt with some of these issues. I've had to suffer in the same way that some of you all have as well. And I think it's important to, you know, put it out there so that we can be a resource to one another, you know, for you to be able to reach out and say, hey, you know, you've written this type of music. I don't write music for myself. You know, I write music for other individuals. And so my goal is to inspire, to motivate, um, to educate, you know, not to be overly preachy, you know, but definitely, like I said, to speak up and out. And there are so many issues that have been plaguing, you know, our society. Um, we specifically, you know, as black people. Um, and so we just we have to be there to support one another to say, hey, look, I, too, understand where you're coming from. I can be a resource. I can be a shoulder. Um, so yeah, I, it's hugely important and I can't, 
I can't be honest about who I am and where I am in life if I didn't discuss these topics, you know? So for me, it's just, I'm speaking the truth of my text, speaking the truth of my, you know, reality. So, you know, hopefully, you know, it helps. And I said, to answer your second question, um, just run it back for me. I'm like, (laughs) absolutely. Um, how has your artistic expression and creative mind helped you with healthy coping? And that's healthy coping through all of the different crises that we have been going through. Definitely. Last year. Definitely. You know, it's been crazy. I would say since the birth of Robin Hood, um, myself as a lyricist, it has been a major um, just helpful aspect in my life because it has allowed me to express myself in a way that I might not normally be able to express myself. So what I'm writing, you know, my lyrics, my, my spoken word, my poetry, however you want to think of it, you know, again, it's what I hear, what I see interactions that I've had and things that I might not necessarily be able to speak to, you know, or speak with rather with, you know, some of my other colleagues, you know, that are in the acting world, you know, necessarily, um, or just in some other, um, spaces. And so this gives me the opportunity to be able to do that, to keep it very real, very grounded. And again, speak my truth. And so hopefully, you know, it goes back to just trying to motivate another individual, you know, to say, Hey, look, Again, I've, I've been there. I've had dreams. I've had hopes. I've desired. I've had desires. I've had to execute. I've had to manifest. Like, again, it is possible and you are capable, you know, so it's, it's, it's hugely important. And those are great questions, by the way. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I hear you continuously say on your album, Alter Ego, is I'm trying to uplift the community. I'm uplift the community. Uplift the community. I'm like, yes, that's what the point of the Dejembe webinar um, web series is to also speak to and uplift the community. So before you tap out on us, tell us where, tell our viewers and listeners where they can find your music. Well, definitely, as you mentioned with the um, the track Fires in the Street and also all the other music that you mentioned, it's on all music platforms. So if you look me up, I'm Robin Hood with a Y, you know, hollow and I fly by early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, you know, um, Tidal, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, you know, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. I'm at Robin Hood Music. You can also follow me on Twitter under Miriam A. Hyman. You know, I, I basically have like two, you know, personalities right now. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, um, same thing on Facebook, you know. Uh, so, yeah, hit me up, reach out. You know what I mean? I definitely try to reach back. My schedule is crazy, but, you know, God is good. And I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm creating, you know, positive and good art and continuing to like, you know, uplift, like you said, and just be down for the cause. Yeah. So yeah, highlight. Uplift is the word. Coping techniques. You all heard it from Robin Hood. You can find her music on all platforms. We yeah. talked about listening to music as a coping strategy. Her music speaks directly to us. And I hope that you all will find it beneficial. Robin Hood, thank you so much for joining wait, us. Wait one for- second. Oh, so, oh, my hey, hey, what's hey. good? So he's he's being shot, but can you say hi to Georgie, my son? Oh, he's Georgie. such a fan from What's Stephen. Up, Georgie, 
he loves Steven Universe. <laughs> hey, Georgie, how are you? I'm good. That's what's up. Now you want to be all relaxed and cool. He's like, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone, yes, before Miriam taps out, um, uh, the, the panelists, any any questions, any thing you want to say to Miriam, to Robin Hood, before she goes back to, re to recording? <laughs> I love you on the shy. Okay. I watch it all the time. You're yeah. the mom, stepmom, dealing with them kids. Okay. <laughs> Great That's job. I'm looking forward to the next season. Thank you, sis. I really appreciate that. Yeah, we're out. I'm in here in Chicago. You see my little, you know, I was trying to get y'all a little something. A little backdrop. You know? <laughs> a little <Thanks>. backdrop. <laughs> yeah, out here um, currently shooting season four. It's been a little over a month now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's coming together. I'm really excited to be able to share, you know, with audiences what we have for season four. So definitely be on the lookout. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and as you Robin know, Hood, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lady T. You know, it's funny because when you came on the on the on the screen, all I seen was your background first. So as an artist, that's the first thing I'm thinking of. <laughs> but um, I commend you. You're so awesome. My mom is shot down too. But um, I commend you. What's Keep up? doing your thing. I can't wait. I can't wait to see season four. You know. I'm I'm really a fan. I'm a fan, though. I'm just gonna say, but yeah, congratulations on everything you do. Your music is awesome, and keep rocking it out for us. Thank you, Lady T. I appreciate that, sis. I'm loving all of this color in everybody's background. Like, come yeah. through, okay? All the black girl magic. I love Listen, it. Lady T painted these, and Shy wow. Shy painted the the pictures behind her. Enoch mm. is a poet. So we have so many different artistic types here today, tonight. And that's, that's why sucks. we were like, let's include some, you know, we need the lyricist, the hip hop. Um, no, I love it. And you know, we're all multifaceted. Like none mm -hmm. of us, I don't know as a black woman, how you can only just do one thing. I don't even think it's possible. <laughs> even, no, if, no. even if you don't want to, you know, you got 10 different hustles, 10 yes. different things you got to do, you yeah. know? So I commend all of you ladies. I thank you so much for having me. You're I welcome. truly appreciate the opportunity and yeah, let's just be in touch for sure. More yes. to come. Yeah. Yep. We thank might, we you. might have to have a little like shy episode. You know what I mean? And I tune in and we chit chat. You are right. Right. We, we yeah. did all of that. You know, that <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> now, real quick, I, I, I actually thought about Miriam. This is Queen V. Hi. I'm I'm behind the scenes, so you don't see my um my face, but hi. <laughs> How you doing, sis? Good, good, good. We have to acknowledge the male that's on, you know, our man that's on the call on the that. <laughs> <Hello, laughs> <yeah. yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just chilling and like, you know, letting the love and support circulate. You feel me? I What's feel good, like, King? How you feeling? What's feeling? good? What's good? I'm, I'm Everything is working. I cannot complain. But yeah, you know, I feel like sometimes niggas insert themselves too much in spaces and try to take up life. So, you know, I, I'll be all for it. <laughs> all the time. Men get a lot of praise as it is. You, feel me? you know what? You're absolutely right. And being one of seven, I have four brothers oh, and it was a lot of this. You know what I mean? Get out the way. No, but. That's what's up. You know, you, you got to be on here supporting these lovely ladies. And uh, that's what we all need. It's all about community. You know, it's about, again, going back to what I said about being like uplifting and to treat that as a positive thing. That's something that's corny, you know, so we all in this together, you know, Absolutely. So I appreciate y'all.
Thank you. Thank you so much again. We look forward. Hopefully we can um, do some work in the future. We look forward hey. to working with you. Thank Lena Waith for, let me say this before you go, the um, introducing the co-parenting, the blended parenting, the LGBTQI plus parenting yeah. of Dre and, and your wife and the kids. That is an important aspect through crises, right? Because there's just so many different um, aspects of crises. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for introducing that to us on the shy. It is Most very definitely. much appreciated. And very thank much. you for being so open because You're I think, welcome. I think one of the things with Lena and just like with Showtime in general, they wanted to show that there are different examples of black love, different examples of just what a family can be. And since yeah. it is a family oriented, you know, production in the sense that you have, you know, people, different age levels, you know, different generations. It's like, again, we're all, you know, existing together you know what i mean so why not speak the truth of what's on the south side of chicago it's like let's let's keep it all the way real you know so yeah. i'm almost I'll, I'll hit lena up when we get done i'll let her know you appreciate it real is good keep it real <laughs> most definitely <laughs> thank you all right y'all be blessed before she checks out all right you be blessed as well thank you have a good night thank, thank you. you thank you appreciate y'all peace peace all right, so you all heard it from Robin Hood. Now we're going to swing back right into the rest of the conversation because our panelists still have so much. Dr. G, is there anything you want to say or is there anything you want to ask before I move forward with the- Is uh, she going to give us an interpretive dance or something? I'm just asking. You know what I'm saying? Somebody do something over here. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I will I will address part of your question before Absolutely. if I can remember it yes, correctly. Dancing. Yeah, it is. It is a release. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, trauma and experiences. So one thing I know, so before I became doctor and, and going through my training, I knew as a dancer that if I was stressed, um, having to do with school life or whatever it was, if I moved, then I would feel better. I didn't realize that that was actually releasing stress because if you go through trauma or acute stress, it actually does live in your body. And, you know, it's a misconception that, you know, someone goes through something, you think that, you know, they, they have all these thoughts and they could tell you every detail about it. And that's actually not true. You actually struggle with the details of the events, but it lives within your sensory system. So if you don't have a way to release that, that aspect of you, whether it's through, it doesn't, you know, we, we talk about arts, you know, being as a variety of arts, but we talk about some of the common ones, but yoga, stretching, meditation, that's, those are art forms. And those are, um, to me, spiritual practices as well, not religious, but, you know, connecting to spirit. So I think, you know, looking at the, the movement piece of it, I know people that hula hoop. So if you're not familiar with the hula hooping, you might have to get with it. Um, that's another way of moving your hips <laughs> and it's fun and endorphin release. And it actually, it is like take, you know, if you were to take medication, this is a natural way of doing it without having to do that. Not to say that you don't have to, because some people do and it's necessary. But if you're just trying to deal with, you know, intensity, with stress, movement in itself is a way to do that. So, um, yeah, so dancing, dancing did it for me. I mean, I would, I still sometimes do that by myself, but, you know, dancing <laughs> when no one's watching, dance like nobody's watching, that'll get you. And African drumming, dancing, African dancing with the drumming every time. 
It is in your DNA. <laughs> and, and what do you say? It's your birthright, right? It is. It is. You better listen to some drumming. If you can't dance, just do the drumming part of it. That's it. Where do you think twerking came from? Okay, let's be clear, y'all. Now, now, Dr. G just said, get a drum, listen to some music, and do some twerking, even if ain't nobody looking. <laughs> and twerk. Dr. G said twerk. Twerk, twerk, twerk. All right, so let me move on to the next um, question then. Had to all of our panelists, has there been a time that the development of any of your artistic forms were driven by an emotional or traumatic response to something. And it's like, for example, Lady T saying that she started her queen collection at the height of the pandemic to, to speak to, to help other um, individuals. Has there been a time where the development of any of your artistic forms were driven by an emotional or traumatic response to something? Girl, you ever have a breakup? You can yes. write a billion, <laughs> a billion. <laughs> poems on let me count the ways why <laughs> i am upset with you and you know well that's the lighter part but you know death you know you lose a family member a family friend that could drive you to write to write to 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 draw um you know happy moments birth the babies marriages you know different things of that sort so everything is pretty much emotionally driven because like as artists we feel and we need to express it some kind of way that's why you got like the happy songs and you got the, you know, like how they say Mary J. Blige writes the best songs when she's going through a breakup, you know, and, that, and it's a sad thing. But at the same time, you're like, you know what? They're all right. You know, it's like one of those type of things. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever I'm in this period of processing is always reflected in my work. And it's not even, it's not even just what I'm writing about is how the poem is shaped. It's the tone I'm using for the poem. Like my my last book, Burned at the Roots, dealt a lot with family trauma. And it was very reflective in the way that the book was written, right? Like I think about my family tree. A lot of the poems were branch offs of other poems in the book. A lot of things were structured in kind of like these broken up ways. And now I'm in a space where I'm writing a, a lot about what lives in my body, what takes up real estate in myself. And that puts me in a different space. And now my poems are looking different than they look in the previous book. And my tone is different and the content is different. And so I would say like whatever I'm processing drives my art on like a holistic level. Like the, the entire thing is different than it was before when I was processing whatever I was processing prior. Lady T, any other any other examples of how your art may have contributed to an emotional response? It definitely. Um, I will go on the singing aspect of it because um, when it comes like to emotional things, or if you're like really happy, um, you sing and it makes you feel really good inside, you know. And then there's the sadness where you know. Um, someone might have passed away and you're using your, your voice to sing and get that out. You know, um, it was about, I say three weeks ago, now a month, uh, probably a month ago. Um, someone had asked me to sing at the 
funeral. And at that time I couldn't because I had a training and I walked into the room and, and one of the people were like, um, if you, if you would have sung, it would have took me out. It would have took me out. I couldn't be there. So they were like, you speak through your music. Like your music is so, um, I don't even know the words right now, but the way she was using it, she's like, yo, you gave me like, you make me feel so good inside when you sing, you know, how when you listening to a singer, like Aretha or somebody like that, and they just give you chills in your body. And it, it just gives you that feeling like, oh, like, it's amazing. Like, that's what art, I mean, that's what the art of singing does for me. Like, it just, it just helps me all the way around. Happy, sad, if I'm, you know, anxious, if, if I'm having anxiety, I just want to sing, you know. And, you know, that's, that's just how I, you know, deal with it on that aspect. Art the same way. Well, painting the same way. Thank you. Thank you. So we are down to the last 30 minutes. We want to open up this discussion. Um, I hear that we have a lot of praises on Facebook Live and the station with regards to what we are discussing tonight. Um, Cassie, Chrissy, Francis, Kia, George, everyone. Um, wanted us to mention their praises. K-Rated. K-Rated is a DJ. We know that hip-hop music, DJ, DJ Quicksand, I got it on my shirt tonight. All forms of art um, that I am sure they utilize their DJing skills to uh, to get out whatever they might be feeling or not feeling. Um, Tasha also gives, gives praises. We want to open up this discussion to any questions. And if we don't have questions, Anything that any of our panelists might want to address or talk about or bring up would be or great. Or share. Or share. Um, any of your artistic expressions, a poem, um, an affirmation. We, we didn't show the Lady T's painting several times. Is there anything that you might want to share if we don't have any questions? The uh, floor is open. Um, Dr. G, are you giving us an interpretive dance? I, I didn't stretch, so it's not going to happen tonight. <laughs> you know, when you when you get over forty, you got to protect your joints and your muscles. And <laughs> you play. <laughs> I would just say this: art is never wrong. Okay, no matter which way you express it, it is never wrong. Do not mute yourself; just go for it. Everybody is not going to understand it, but your tribe and your pride will understand it. So, don't, never mute yourself. It's never wrong. It's always right. Yeah, always just give it a try. Go out there and try something different. I mean, we are in that you know era where people are trying to try different things to help them cope with whatever they're going with. So I would just say, you know, if you can do it and you can you can paint, you can sing, you can write, you can do whatever it is, but it actually helps you a lot. And I know coming into this year, probably last year, when I really got back into my art, it actually helped calm me it actually helped put me in a positive position where i um am more positive and the negativity that i hear people say things like that it doesn't involve me so i'm more on a positive aspect because i'm doing with what i like to do but it actually helps as well so it's not saying you have to be an artist your art like i said is not going to look like mine but i honestly think if you need something to soothe you do something artistic i mean it really will help it really will 
it looks like we have a comment um, from Tasha. She says, I think I am in the lane with Dr. Gibbs about dancing. Praise dancing speaks more to me instead of reading or talking at a funeral. Music is moving. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Um, Dr. Gibbs, does that resonate? It does, you know, and I've been open about my personal spiritual journey, but mm -hmm. back in the day, uh, <laughs> I used to dance with a Christian dance company. Um, and it was a little different. It wasn't exactly praise dance, um, because it was, uh, our leader was deaf. She was on Broadway professionally trained. And so different type, but the purpose was the same. And from what Tasha is saying, you know, for me, that is, that is spirituality. Like it doesn't, we don't have to label it. We don't have to name it. You just feel it right. When someone, I don't care if you are, you know, um, Muslim, if you, you know, practice African traditional religions, whatever it is, when you, when you see someone do that type of dance where they are pulling in spirit, it moves you, you have to be dead to not, to not feel, feel that, Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. yeah, on that one. Yeah. And I, I will say, I'll add real quickly. Um, you know, we're talking about, I think it was Lady T that mentioned, like, just, just kind of just do it. When I was in college, we were in a dance company and, and shy actually dyed my hair, I think was like this bright maroon color. <laughs> it was real cute. And so my hair was maroon and we dressed and we had all black on and we had these ropes wrapped all around us in the same color happened to be the same color of my, as my hair and it was really like it for us as a black and brown dance company we were going out there kind of putting ourselves on a limb because we knew our fellow classmates wanted to hear hip-hop it was some school event they wanted to really indulge and party and afterwards mm -hmm. we're going to come out here and do this interpretive dance and pull on ropes and swing our hair around and so it was one of those moments where you're done and you put all of it into it your head is down and you're like okay now what <laughs> And you look up and everybody's standing up and they're applauding and they're like, really? So I share that to say, you can't count people out. You don't know who you might touch, right? Who you may, you know, that message could speak to someone when they're in need or to, you know, allow them the desire to express their art, so. And if I may jump in now, I am not artsy, but growing up because Dr. G and I, we had the same, parents, grandparents, my aunt Nessie, Dr. G's mom. So they threw us in. Now, Dr. G absolutely loves dance. They just, we got thrown in by default, myself and my cousin. But there were times where I enjoyed dancing. So I played the saxophone, I sang, and I also did modern dance. And I remember two types of dances that we did in a recital. One was an Af was African dance. We did a, a scene. And the other was dancing in the fight scene on... Um, the West Side Story. And I never felt so moved. I was a child, maybe nine or 10. I felt very moved by the both of these dance um, routines because they were so powerful. The African dancing had the drum, right? Like the djembe, uh, the djembe drum. And then the West Side Story scene, scene I was on the side um, with the um, Hispanic ethnicity. So I did their their part and it was amazing. It was truly amazing. So that was just a random off um, sidebar that even though I'm not artsy, I did practice art and it was moving. Enoch and, and Kita and, and um, Lady T, Enoch, Shy and Lady T, our viewers are saying 
They want to hear singing. They want to hear a poem. That's it. They want to hear singing and they want to hear a poem. So do we have anything? Um, I am, I'm not the spoken word poet. I'm a poet. I am a, a, a writer. I write so others can read and interpret and make that interpretation of how ambiguous those words are. So I'm going to leave okay. the poetry ass back to Enoch. <laughs> Enoch the poet. Do we have anything? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, this is my book, by the way. So, you know, feel free to stop at blackmindspublishing.com and cop up if you like whatever you hear. Um, well, you had mentioned me doing that one poem, so I guess I can do that one. Yes, please and thank you. (laughs) Yes, please and thank you. Um, so this poem is called Supplantation. Um, just to give a little backstory. Um, my birth name is James, which means supplanter. I'll explain that in the poem. Um, but I was born two weeks after my grand, my great grandfather died and I had like birth complications and I was born without a heartbeat and all this stuff. And then I got resuscitated and my family believes that, you know, I'm kind of like my great grandfather's reincarnation, um, which is where that space and growing up with that narrative is where this poem comes from. And it literally is the first poem of the book. Um, So I'll go into that. This is called Supplantation. My mother was given the name Takesha, the root of which Keisha means rainfall. My father and I share the same name, James, which is Hebrew for supplanter or someone who replaces by force or strategy. I was born two days after my great-grandfather's funeral. I was born while morning rainfall was still heavy on my family's face. I was born a face on my great-grandfather's shadow. I was born a shadow, a replacement, a supplanter. My great-grandfather's name was Winston, which has no specific meaning, meaning its definition was my great-grandfather. I was born supplanting a name only defined by the one who held it. My great-grandfather's middle and last name is James Church. Church being defined as a sanctuary for worship, if transformed into a sentence. My great-grandfather was a sanctuary defined by the things he chose to replace. Read the Bible to my great-grandmother's father every day because he couldn't read, became his gospel by replacement, became his sanctuary by supplantation. My mother never knew her real father, so my great-grandfather became my grandfather, became her father by replacement, became her sanctuary by supplantation. He died. And then I was born and some family think he became me by replacement, called me Winston. And so I became him by replacement. My birth name is James. My middle and last name is Winston Church. If transformed into a sentence, I'm a sanctuary that replaces all the absence my family is defined by. My aunt Sissy dies and the next day is my birthday. My grandmother dies and the next week I graduate college. My great-grandmother dies, and two months later, it's my birthday again. I was born to a rainfall and a supplanter, and I've been supplanting every rainfall since. I'm even a water son, a cancer. And my great-grandfather died of cancer, and I know those two things seem unrelated, but when I learned that my name means one who replaces, I couldn't help but feel like his tumor was tied to my fate, because how can a replacement be born without anything to replace? I was born an epitaph. I was born a memory. I was born and given a name that melded my past and future together in one body. I was born both root and branch. I was born a. Thank you. Woo! 
And in writing that particular poem, was that a way, did you write it as a form of coping with how you feel about your birth? Like what, what prompted you to, to get to that, to get all of that out in that poem? Yeah. So I, um, I'm really big on etymology and I definitely believe that the names that we choose for our children dictate the things that they come across in life. Like outside of all the generational and genetics and things like that, if you are whatever you are naming your child is casting something over them. Right. And thinking about, I was in a space of processing like this fact that I was born during a period of grief for my family. And then that continued like throughout my life. I'm always having these moments of celebration that are directly after or aligned with something that is happening in my family that's grief related. And then when I found out that my name meant supplanter, which is um, one who replaces by force or strategy, I'm like, wow, literally my name means replacement. And I'm living a life that involves me replacing all these things for my family. So then I was like, well, what do my parents' name mean? I know my dad's name meant the same as me because we have the same name. But then when I found out my mother's name meant rainfall, I'm like, that in and of itself was a metaphor for sadness. And so in thinking about all these things, it's like, while I'm really here, to some degree, you could say, as a coping mechanism for my family, that is what my existence is. And the only way I knew how to reconcile that was to write the poem and i didn't necessarily have i didn't have an end game for what that poem was which is why it kind of like ends with the unfinished sentence but i was like i know this is where i'm at and this is what i want to write out and even in the way like and this goes back to what i was saying about like the way it looked even in the way the poem is constructed it's like a zigzagging because there's me on one side and then there's my great grandfather on one side and the ways we overlap are in the middle um, and just like adding this visual representation for how I literally think about it in my mind. Wow. Thank you. That's that poem is amazing. Um, it makes me think about an activity I had to do at some workshop, but it starts off with I am right. And just, and just go from there. And I think that's a strategy that people could use, even if you're not into writing or poetry, start writing your poem. I am. And, yeah. and don't list, don't list your resume, right? <laughs> yeah. I affirming statements for coping. Shy, you wanted to jump in? Yeah, like when I was listening to you read your poem, and the the main thing that I heard was legacy. Be it good or bad, is 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 legacy. That that's what I took from that. So even with you saying it's not fully completed, it's going to complete with you because that is your legacy. That's what I heard from that. We have a comment from a viewer. She was commenting on when I said, I'm not artsy, but she says, I think we should expand what we consider artsy. I think you said you played the saxophone. That's definitely artsy. Listen, it was, <laughs> it was short lived. I can read music though, and I can hold a note. So I guess okay. there you go. That's more than there you go. We consider artsy. <laughs> Um, she can sing too. She she ain't trying to put it out there, but she she be singing too. And you a therapist? Yeah. Yeah. Art. She yeah. has art for the mind. Mental Thank you. Art. Okay, so Enoch, you say that. Yeah. You say you're a therapist. 
So Kia says, I think your passion and talents are art, right? So is that is that accurate? What we do when we walk in with what are our, our passions to heal, to teach, to to treat, or is that all art? And and if so, how I guess that speaks to is art underrated? Then I would say yes, because everything we do, passion related, Kia says is an art. Right. Absolutely. Right. Because okay. every 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 individual that is birthed, we all have something that was a given talent that only you can do that nobody trains you to do. You can do it with your eyes closed, backwards, no training at all. That thing that you can do that nobody ever showed you how to do, you don't even know where it came from. That is what you were given that should be supplying your income should supply your happiness and things of that sort. And like yeah. a lot of times we don't tap into it because some people just don't understand it. And like I had said in the beginning, I never knew I can draw until I went and I was doing makeup, which I taught myself how to do. And this man sat back and watched me do three girls face. He came up to me. He said, you could draw. I was like, what? He's crazy, but okay, whatever. So I went and brought a canvas and I was like, okay, I'm not a visual artist, but I'm abstract. Okay. I can draw because it's all lines. We all have something within us mm -hmm. that nobody else can do yeah i can tell you how to do no matter who try to make a comparison it will never be compared we all have that thing and that's what it is it's like it's not something that we can go to get a degree for it's something that is it is in us like it just has to be tapped into that that's what art is so i do agree with kia on that like we all have something i don't care what it is you might I can't deal with a bunch of kids. You may be able to. That is your art. That is your talent. That is your your gift. You can keep that one. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have to right here. But we Literally. all have something. Because of art. Like, and I'm and when I say that, I don't mean like like us specifically, but I mean like human existence mm. or the existence of everything ties back to an artistic practice, right? Like whether you believe in like God created the world or whether you believe in the Big Bang. Both of those things are artistic process that got us to this space. And so it's like, it literally is the foundation of our existence. Thank you. And one thing to add to that, or I guess maybe a question, you know, it makes me think about years ago, I watched some interview and the lady was saying, you know, we talk a lot about our passion and our drives, but what if I don't have one, right? So some people have not, unveiled that like shy was saying we all are born with something but how do they unveil it if they feel like i don't have I, i'm not a singer i don't um yeah i'm not in the kids i'm just kind of just here <laughs> right? like i go to work and that's it you know how would we help people to unveil whatever that gift is you just gotta find your uniqueness you know like you may not look at it as art like okay like look how many people are like they care create let's say desserts that's an art i can't bake nothing <laughs> I, I can i might make it look cute but i don't know what's gonna taste like okay so that's not my twist that's not what god gave me he did not give me that but it's just like it's in everything like honestly like you know like even today like even just on this panel it made me look at stuff a little bit deeper like okay like enoch said like okay you might be good in math i'm like okay that is true like you your mind has to work a certain way for things to 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 work out for you and that's the thing we all downplay ourselves 
Yeah. And it might be a case, and also too, we're looking for val- for validation for people that can't really validate you on what you're trying to do, and that that's the the thing, and that's I think that's one of the major setbacks as artists that we have. We might look for validation in people that are not artistic or don't know what their artistic ability and gift is, so they they're gonna downplay yours. Like, I'll share this with you. When I first did my book, I'm revising it by the way, so th- these are the pages that have to be fixed, right? So. When I first did my book, people call me, oh, it's a great book, but you know you made a mistake on page 57. I was like, okay, well, what's your favorite poem? They couldn't tell me the favorite poem, but they could tell me where the mistake is. Mm, those yeah. are not RC people. But what I did, I let those people get in my way of my pro- my process and my progress because I stopped promoting my book because I felt like I felt myself. Mm. But when the artsy people read it, it's like, girl, do you know how many people make mistakes? Nobody worry about that. Keep on going. And I and I like I, I beat myself up. So I say that to say, like, don't beat yourself up. Everybody's not gonna understand. We all have something in us, but you cannot like let others like you know derail you from what you're trying to do. And you have to dig deep inside yourself. Like everybody has something, everybody has something. Yeah, you know, I don't know, like, honestly, like, you know, the culinary arts is a main thing. Like a lot of people don't take that as a like they don't look at it as an art, like people that don't know what their artistic ability is. But it's really got to be like look deep with inside yourself to figure out what that is. Yeah, try it. Yep. And try it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dr. G. No, I was just going to say so. Yeah, I could write like I used to write poetry and stuff. That's I like that I could dance, but I and I can kind of draw a little bit, but that's not my thing. And I get nervous when I paint, but I wanted to share because I'm not a painter, but I live. Both of my kids are amazing artists and, and bakers. But so look, I painted this. Look at that. <laughs> Ooh, la la. And when I looked at it, I'm like, Oh, the neck is so long and the torso is long, <laughs> but I tried, right? Like I, I tried, I had my child help me, but it's just, it's to your point, like just try it. I know they try it. And art imperfections are perfections. You get this. Look at it. It's, it but, it's, and look, here's one of my babies. I have to show I one like of their Awesome. Oh, I love it. But they have yeah. such good work. I can't grab it right now, but I just, I had to brag about them. So, <laughs> you know, every painting has a meaning. Yeah. You know, so everything you do, it has a meaning. So when you painted that, it definitely had a meaning to it. Even There's if the no neck reason. was long, if, yeah. even if the neck was long, it, it still was a reason. Yeah. I, <laughs> I look at some of my paintings and be like, uh, like I have a problem with drawing eyes so some of my pictures that you see like that is not my talent with drawing eyes even though like i'm working on it now if i was to draw and do eyes and everything like that animals i do all i could do all that but when it comes to pain it's a little bit different so you know people do criticize what you do but it's it's you expressing yourself it's not nobody else and i think sometimes people we we just defeat ourselves or we allow ourselves to be defeated when we hear other people's comments and other people's comments are really not valued to the work that we did because we put that time in, we did that work and that was our experience that's not their experience so you know at this point like i told you in my life it's all positivity so if you don't like it then it's just not for you everything you do should just be for yourself we should be doing self-love self-care everything is really about 
our likings, not anyone else's. So the comments that people make about, oh, you might have had spelled this wrong. Well, let me tell myself everybody's name and a word every day, but I wouldn't care what other people think because that's just the way I express myself. So, you know, it's just art is different. And people, people really need to understand it and people need to get into it if they really don't understand it. And I think a lot of people really need to understand that art is something that should be valued. So a couple things, Lady T said through criticism, coping through criticism is to keep moving. Mm -hmm. Dr. G's painting with the skinny long neck, sis was reaching for the stars. The sky is not the limit. Okay. She had her neck up. <laughs> and Kia says your purpose, if you're living in your truth and taps into your gift, mm -hmm. that's an art form. Yeah. All right. And I think we are good. To end on that note, and maybe Brother George by Robin Hood. What do you all think? Is there anything else we want to tap we want to touch on before I get this the music playing? Or final closing out from Enoch and our panelists. I um I was gonna say in regards to you know, people who say like they don't feel like they have a passion, I think that sometimes we only think about passion in tangible ways. So it's like, you know, my passion could be singing or my passion could be writing. And it's like these things that you can physically do. But I think there are a lot of passions that are intangible and they don't necessarily lead into one occupation. Like your passion could genuinely be people. And that can branch off yes. into a different things. Mm -hmm. But because it's not something that's so easily identifiable, you'll say like, I don't have a passion. And so I would just say, you know, think about very openly like what brings you joy and then that helps you identify what your passion is, whether it's something you can hold or not. I love yeah, that. I agree. I agree. Thank you guys for allowing us to come up here. Would you say you're welcome? We have a comment from a viewer. She says, Tasha says, art is a place where you can express yourself freely. There is no right or wrong art. Tasha also said, Tori, are you singing? <laughs> it could be something. I'm talking for everybody out. Hmm? We should. Oh, oh, oh Tori, mom said thing. that part. Oh, oh, mom said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My internet is bad. Let me do a little bit. This one little. Yesterday, I told myself I was gonna be okay. Gonna start a new day, truly happy. I was gonna take control of me, but eventually, reality hit me mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm done. Ooh. I opened my eyes and realized that I was still being taken by a constant my only own. I could sing today. I'm getting over it. myself. I can't. He's about to be your backup singers. She I think mean, he's one of those of those Mariah. Oh, I think he was gonna do. Tell me you making love to me, then disappearing so suddenly. Up and down it goes, and I'm so tired. I 
testifying in me the promises you know that you never keep round and round and girl i can't let i'm not doing it me singing on there if you tune in you gotta tell them where they gotta tune in where they gotta tune in Tune in to Delaware's Hot 403.5 FM. This your girl Lady T. And catch me every night, Lady T. Lady T's countdown. Yes. Enoch and Shy, is there any um promote anything that you, where can we send our viewers and listeners to find your work online? Um, before we end out, um, even before I well, I'm Shy's eye, well, Shy's underscore on underscore fashion on Instagram. Um, you can reach out to me there. I am revising my book, Ambiguous Interpretations, that'll be coming out soon. Um, that will be available on Amazon.com. And I will also be taking orders through um, Messenger on my Instagram or Facebook. Um, but what I wanted to touch on before we uh, you know, left tonight was I'm thankful for uh, coming from a very creative family. Uh, most of the panelists, but we do got a new cousin. Hey, Enoch, cousin Enoch. That's our new cousin. cousin. Enoch. But just hey. from, from our family alone, um, we come from a very creative uh, set of people. Um, I want to shout out um, Uncle Bunk, Willie Lee. You know, people I was gonna always that, laugh yeah. when I would tell the stories of my uncle that can make anything out of cigarette cartons and chicken bones and chicken up polish but <laughs> it's funny to a lot of people but he did a lot of abstract art um we are a very um intelligent group of people mm-hmm. but we are a very uh, like a group of very creative people um like we have like people that have written books that do art that do poetry that do graphic art and designs like even just going through like our family's pages of things. We have a lot of people into fashion. Like we we are we come from a, a group of people that were extremely creative. And I wish that we could dive into that a little bit and you know look deeper into our ancestry in regards to where it all came from. And it's like honestly like we like we take it for granted. Um we misuse it. And I think we need to start uplifting each other more in regards to it because we're all different, but we are all so very creative. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, he knew something with those bones, but we won't talk about that today. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to do another webinar on, on the bones now. Wait, oh, wait, but, but I did, I did, I do want to thank you guys for reaching out and, you know, having me on as a panelist. It was fun. You know, and I enjoy myself. So thank you so much for thinking about me. And I know there's a lot of artists out there, but thank you so much for thinking about me. Right. You're welcome. All right. And with that, we want to thank our viewers and listeners for tuning in with us, for asking questions, for interacting. 
Tasha says that um, Shy's mom is very, very artistic. Very okay. so. Sorry, mom. Look, we <laughs> friend Preston. First of all, let me tell you, this lady is a hairstylist. Okay. A crochet genius. Woo! She can make it. She's a seamstress. And about the dirty grease. And the, oh, oh, look. She makes yes. grease that make you baby hair grow in. Crochet. <laughs> no shade. She would get your edges together. Okay. I told her to patent it, but she'd be scared. And not only is she creative in like crochet, hairstyling, she's a seamstress. She makes dirty grease. She can even get your badass kids in line. She does. She, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an art. And Queen V says, Dr. G and Queen V's mom, Van Ness. Artsy. Oh, all right. So, I researched black art and I saw the first notable, the first art black artist that was acknowledged was in 1920s, but black art stems all the way back past the 1800s. They just didn't get the um, acknowledgement or we didn't get the acknowledgement that we deserve. So that's what we did tonight in honor of black history. This is our last, um, the Djembe webinar. I'm sorry. This is the last day of black history. The Djembe web series, um, Black is Art, Healing is Power, acknowledging Black artists and honoring Black History Month. We are taking a break in the month of March, so we will be rerunning this particular webinar so that all of you can view it on YouTube by the radio station and also on Facebook Live. Does anyone have anything else to say before I put on Brother George by Robin Hood? Stop. Oh. Remember... The Ness Nessie made okay. outfits out the trash bags. That was so dope. Before Missy Elliott, Before Missy Elliott, Before Missy Elliott. <laughs> yes, your mom was Nessie was amazing, and I watched Nessie as a kid and growing up, and that's where a lot of my fashion sense came from. Because I was like, oh, high heels. No stockings, no socks with jeans and whatever. And I don't got to wear my hair the same all the time if I don't want to. She was innovating. She was trendsetting. She was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So dance it out. Sing it out. Write it out. Journal. Um, listen to music. Cut up some clothes. Take off your socks when you're wearing jeans. <laughs> Change your hair. All art forms and coping techniques that you all should take note of. <laughs> and with that, we are ending our third Djembe webinar, Black is Art, Healing is Power, Enoch the Poet, Shy, Lady T, Queen V, and Dr. G, the Spiritual Holistic Advisor. I am Cookie. Thank you all for joining us tonight. And with that, Brother George by Miriam A. Hyman, a.k.a. Robin Hood. Robin. <laughs> East Coast, we got another one. Y'all know my innocence, Brother George to thrive, yeah. This one goes out to all the soldiers, those kings and queens that lost their lives too early in the struggle, you feel me? 
Yeah, my existence is resistance. You see me and decide I'm a fuck this fit. I rooted in my roots. Black magic is my truth. Y'all been stepping on our necks, so y'all gotta get the boot. Tired of the struggle that we don't all face. One percent, two percent, cheating in the race. Now it's never been equal. The dream can't be mine. They killed two of our leaders when them kings was 39. I'm breathing at this time, man. It's hard to believe. God's grace is here. World freedom will achieve. Balance out, balance it. Let Obama's champ again. Hope no more lynching us, measles, gun smoke, mind innocence. 